I'ma give it to you tasty. Bread it up, fry it, and dip it in the gravy. You want fat fish? Yeah, you know you want to try it. Dip it in the butter, make the fat count higher. Higher, higher, higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. And welcome to the recap of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10, Episode 12. And today it's just us. Just us. Yay. Nobody wanted to. Coming to you from my boudoir. No? No response to that? <laughs> no? <laughs> I can't take you. She didn't that. like it. She didn't like it at all. You shush. Um, so uh, we've got this episode, this sham of an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, we want to talk about what's new. Oh, is something new that you want to well, talk about? Yes. We're going to go, um, rob some jewels at, um, the Metropolitan Museum of Art Met Gala. Okay. Just like in Ocean's 8, which was really, really good last night. Oh yeah. We yeah. did go. You didn't play long. We did go to the movies with our bratty sister, Jiggly Caliente. Mm-hmm. Um, she made us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she made us jump through hoops to pick a fucking movie theater. You just insulted television's Jiggly Caliente. Listen, I insulted her to her face. But anyway, um, and you know, what's funny is they were doing a drive in. So I guess they're trying to do some initiative where they do um, like a free drive in movie at uh, Astoria Park. And I wanted to go and I was mentioning it to Daniel and he was like, yeah, but we've already seen Greece. Like that was the movie they were screening. And I was like, yeah, but it's not about the movie. It's about the fact that like it's a fun event. It's free. And if no one shows up, they'll, they won't do it anymore. And I was telling that to Jiggly on the way home last night. And she was like, oh, why didn't you tell me? We could have totally gone to that. That sounds like fun. So anyway, now that we know that. Um, but we actually end up ended up like she her making us look for a different movie theater was actually a blessing because we found a movie theater that had reclining seats. Oh my god, and like a movable tray. They were electric reclining seats. They had like a food court and stuff. It was wonderful. Yeah, I was living my I mean, even though I was just having the usual popcorn and soda, like I was living my life. Mm-hmm. Um and it's the first time it's the first time I've ever gone to see a movie where you're sitting in the first row of the entire theater and you don't feel like you're sitting on the screen. Mm. Because the seats reclined, it was very easy to look at the screen from where we were seated. I could so. have dealt with a little more reclination. That's true. I could have done with that too. Just I could have done like, like I could have gone completely back. flat. Yeah. Because I was like, been cute. it was very, Mindy Kaling was very tall. She was really tall. She was really tall. She was really tall. It was a cute movie. That movie was cute. Everybody should go run and watch it and um, run. Support, support all female movies. I Yeah, I completely like, agree with that. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, so how about Drag Race? So now you want to talk about Drag Race? Sure. Is it time now? It's time. It's time. You give your blessing. Yes. Um, so this episode, like I said, I feel like it's a sham because it's airing after they've already filmed the finale and you know the finale the reunion like well specifically specifically the finale because normally the show keeps us in suspense to find out whether they're going to keep the top four or they're going to narrow it down to three which is something they haven't really done in a few you know a few years 
Um, I think the last time they did it was season eight. So it wasn't that long ago, actually. Yeah, this is only the second season this where is, they've done that. Right. This is only the second one in a row. And it looks to me like this is going to be the norm going forward. Yeah. Um, but I think it's silly for a show that likes to keep secrets while they're filming to give away that type of secret. Yeah. And then you basically you lose a, a big portion of I mean, in my opinion, you lose a big portion of your viewership yeah. between um, the episode that aired the day before the finale um, and the reunion, which is the next mm-hmm. interesting episode that we're going to get. Yeah. Um, Although I didn't really like I always feel like even though you know what the spoilers are and all that, I still wanted to see what the girls were going to do. So, like, you know. Yeah. I was like, let's make sure we watch it because I feel like, you know, it's it's down to four girls. There wasn't a lot of, you know, other people to focus on. And I think it, it just, you know, it's cool to still to still watch it because it's like this is the last thing they're going to give us before they have to fucking like spin a wheel or something. Yeah. And I mean, I bring up the way I felt going into this episode, like it being a sham, because I actually enjoyed what the girls did on this episode. Mm-hmm. I had a good time with every, I mean, I have compliments for people that I normally don't have compliments for. So, um, but I guess we'll, you finally have compliments for Cameron. No, well, let's not get crazy. Um, wow. I, okay. So I guess we should start with, um, should we start with the girls being told the maxi challenge? Sure. Um, do you want to start with them walking back into the workroom? Do you have something to say? I, I mean, I just thought like, it irritated me when Cameron walked in and is continue. I mean, continuing. It's not like it happened on a different day or anything, but I like you won, right? Like you sank cracker packing. So like it's, but she it's, didn't say anything this time that was like, oh, well, I shouldn't have won. I, I think the like other girls, did. the other girls were like, girl, you did it again. Mm-hmm. Like they were the ones pointing out the, you know, there, there was, there was less of like a somber yeah. Cameron. Well, on this episode, it was about time in, I, in in comparison to the previous. Like you made it this far, be happy. Yeah. Um. Didn't Asia also say something, or was that later when she like regretting saying what she said about Cracker? She did. She did mention at the top of the episode. She said that she regretted saying that Cracker was not a star, and it's more. Listen, it's 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 part of the apology tour that she figured out she needed to go on in order to come off as you know as like a good person and not a bitter betty Mm -hmm. or a a sour sport i mean because it sure felt grimy i mean it felt grimy watching it i can only imagine what it was um you know like experiencing it i'm happy that she recognizes that she owes her an apology i wonder if we will get an extended version of that conversation on the reunion Mm -hmm. But it looks like it's going to be one of the main points, obviously. So we'll see. Um, I I hope we find out. Have they given a preview yet of the reunion? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, uh, The looks are crazy. Yuha is literally dressed like the girl from The Grudge. I've seen some of the looks. The one one that kind of has me like... Is um is Dusty's because she has this like blonde wig that's like two cones like yeah. and it has spots all over it yeah like she spots head to toe yeah um I kind of love that um yeah they did so I I'm hoping that they get to the bottom of whoever wrote the note for I think it was um mayhem yeah what? somebody wrote a note saying like boohoo you're next or something like <gasps> that. You don't remember this? No. This was right after it was the um when they walk back into the workroom after Dusty's eliminated. There was a note written that was like boo hoo you're you're next or something at like that. At her station or something? Yep, at her station. So, um I'm hoping that we can get to the bottom of it. I sort of think it was Dusty. Like that's what everyone I mean, thinks. I feel like I it think would it was be the Dusty. eliminated girl. Yeah, I think it was Dusty trying to be funny. But like she sent Dusty home, right? No, who sent Dusty uh, home? Monet sent Monet. Dusty home. I think I think it was Dusty trying to be funny, but I just I I I would like to know who did it because <laughs> it, I'm curious. That's funny though. Um, so the maxi challenge this week is to write, record, and perform your own verse in the remix of American, and to also guest star <laughs> on What's the Tea podcast with Michelle Visage. How is that part <gasps> a part of the mini challenge uh, of the maxi challenge? Like that's so stupid. I that think, like fake podcast. So I I see 
I see them trying to update the Tic Tac Lunch. Like, I get it. But I loved the Tic Tac Lunch. I did, too. I thought it was very funny. But I what bothers me about the podcast, right? They're obviously recording more content than what we're, what we're given on the episode. Like, what they narrow down and edit to be part of this episode. So why not release the entire interview as an episode of the podcast? It's mm-hmm. content. Um, also, they're clearly not using those microphones at all. No. Eureka's couldn't have been further from her mouth. Mm-hmm. They're using their mic packs. Yeah. yeah. Um, just really bugs me that you are like as from a, a from a uh, like from one podcaster to another, you would never. First of all, you would never uh, record a podcast with the type of microphones they were using. We're using similar microphones and they all have, um, what are these called? They all have wind, wind thing, like pop the filters? muffler. No, they're not pop filters, but they're like wind things like windscreens, wind, like windscreens that go. It's like a little sock that goes the clown over the, noses. yeah, it's like a clown nose that goes over the microphone. They didn't have that at all. And so with that, you end up with a lot of like, it's, it's just yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of that. Well, I mean, listen, RuPaul and Michelle and I, even the ones who set up, when they do their own thing. So it's like, you know, right. they have producers. So, but don't fool us. Like it's, you know, this and, uh, when Portia was supposedly recording her podcast on one of the episodes of real housewives. Oh my of God. In her Atlanta, living room with like glasses falling everywhere. And it was the same thing. And she was holding, she was holding the microphone with her hand. You would never do that because you would hear the microphone shifting mm-hmm. and it would fuck up the recording. So, um, so there's that. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed about this episode in particular was I really think Todrick and I'm I'm not I don't normally pay him compliments when oh, he's they have the him. one. Yes, he's the one. I don't normally pay him compliments when we see him choreographing and like coaching and coaching and all that stuff. But I really liked I think he really earned his keep on this episode and he showed why they keep him around on this show. Mm-hmm. He gave great direction when the girls were recording their mm-hmm. songs and he didn't hold back. And I and he generally doesn't hold back. But I find sometimes that the direction is a little produced. Mm hmm. Like they they just want him to push them and push them, even though they don't really need it. Mm-hmm. And you saw I feel like you saw a lot of that with him on, on All Stars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also really lived for the choreography that he set up for um, Aquaria. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the choreography in general was great, but the way Aquaria was able to execute it was excellent. I like these um, fully produced like room mixes with a video that they've been doing i think they started it was the first one was on all stars three right where they like did it in the studio and stuff the first one was season one um when they did a remix of cover girl they had the girls re-record they had the girls record a um a rap and the music video and then the winner of the entire show was added to the song but, as a remix. Well, no, no, but what I'm saying is like, but that was like a music video, music video with RuPaul in it and everything. No. Oh, it wasn't? No, they basically, they already had a music video for oh. CoverGirl and they added the girls in. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, anyway, I like this, the way they're doing them now, where it's like following the girls. I mean, this the the one they did for season three, uh, season three of All-Stars was amazing. Yeah, that one was really fun. Um, and, um... Yeah, I just I really like it and I hope it becomes like a standard thing because it um it gives the girls a chance to like shine a little more, I think. Yeah. Um yeah. It has become I mean it has mm-hmm. become a standard thing every season. The final challenge is normally some some form of music yeah. video or performance mm-hmm. or something. Oh my god, do you remember on season 8 when they were making all the girls like seem as if they were floating and like Bob was too tall for that tiny little block. Like Bob and Kimchi were too tall. Kimchi for fell those. off. Yeah. She fell off that the thing. And they're like, keep your legs up. And it's mm-hmm. like she's twice as tall as this like little crate that you mm-hmm. have her on. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, so yeah, they had to do the that's to write their own verse for RuPaul's song American. Um Whose was your favorite of the all all four verses? I um I mean, it was a tie between Asia and... Oh, my God. I've been doing this since yesterday. Yeah, why do you keep doing it? I don't know why. Um, Between um, Eureka and Aquaria. I liked both of them equally. I liked Aquaria's better. Mm -hmm. um, But I don't know if that was... I mean, I I have to listen to the song in my headphones before I can make a final decision Mm -hmm. on that. 
But um, I thought Eureka's was fun. I just, I thought that the way Aquaria recorded her verse was, it, it came off as authentic, whereas with Eureka's, it kind of feels like she's borrowing from from someone else. Mm. Um, but I would like to talk a little bit. So I liked the way, I liked the, the lyrics of Aquarius because I think mm-hmm. there was a big issue. Like not everyone had the best lyrics here. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay. So can we talk about Coomer Speck real quick? Well, as we're talking about Aquaria, because we got a Coomer Speck. Oh, oh, RuPaul's fake producers. They're not fake. They actually <laughs> produce music for her. I know. It's just, there was something about, during the coaching where like they were there but they were not doing anything like they were there for no good reason it was like todrick yeah. was the one doing all the work and it's like here's kumerspit or whatever their names were kumerspit and i was like okay so are they gonna like talk to the girls or like interact and it was like nothing they whenever they spoke it was too low for the the um for the mics to catch Mm -hmm. it and so they had to subtitle all of their diet like anything they ever said and i just thought it was funny that you pointed out they look like they're waiting for strippers to show up it it really felt like that like they were like oh we were promised strippers where are the strippers yeah 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 and it's like these strippers are men in dresses right um yeah they look like two straight guys at a titty bar yeah like they they con them like um what is it in a uh oh my god trixie and katya when they they trick the guy to come to the studio oh and they like blur his face and shit yeah they they ask him questions about being on tinder or whatever that's what they did um yeah they were they were essentially useless and but they're they're really the music they produce for rupaul is really good Mm -hmm. um asia's verse to me was clunky like cash for clunkers Mm -hmm. like what are we doing here it was i feel like the sentiment behind it was really beautiful you know and i feel like this episode or this you know these few days of filming were just really like um heavy and emotional for her because she was it seemed like she was reflecting like a ton yeah you know um so i got the sense of what she was doing but it was also kind of hard to understand what she was saying also like it, it was all very um muddled together because she she's not a singer you know um yeah uh eureka's was another one where they're i i just i i hate to keep pointing to aquaria because i feel like i'm standing for her at the moment are we talking about the we're talking about the verses right now oh we're not going to talk about their performances yet not yet okay go ahead um you're so i feel like the other like aquarius to me was like the one to beat Mm -hmm. and so um these other girls they're i don't know they just to me it was like very 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 clunky lyrics um the funniest to me though was cameron's with the hey you there now pay attention to me Mm -hmm. um i just i don't know why but i kept imagining it like fat albert hey you there like i just i kept imagining it being said like fat albert because it sounds like something that like fat albert would say Mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't know why that popped into my brain well and her her like verse also was also very um emotional and like you know went kind of deep okay and so that's the other thing that i don't get they didn't really tell us what the inspiration was behind the um the verse it was clear from Aquarius that she was inspired by the idea of being an American mm-hmm. and like she was playing with that idea. And um, the other girls were kind of relying like I felt like Asia and Cameron wanted to talk about being gay and proud. Mm-hmm. And Eureka was like body positivity. I'm going to push the mm-hmm. that, that and being loud, point. too. Right. Like um, so it wasn't really clear. But I guess you know everyone has a different opinion or a, de- a different um definition of what it means to be american to them so maybe that's what that meant to them it just didn't it didn't seem like it was a level playing field like everyone was talking about something well else. i feel like it was um eureka and and um aquaria were focusing on what made them unique as individuals as eureka and aquaria and i feel like asia and cameron were digging um into kind of more more painful territory mm. you know um because i thought cameron's were incredible cameron's lyrics were incredibly impactful who like, is asia talking about in hers i don't know she pissed somebody off 
she she I think she's talking about like I don't I don't know who, but I think that she um I mean and and you know she went through this like and untucked and stuff. I mean I'm just gonna talk a little about it is that you know when when um I think it was Cameron, right? Cameron got the video message. Um she didn't think she was gonna get one either, and then she did. And it was a friend of hers. Right. And um, you know, her parents are are gone. They passed away within months of each other, and it seems like she led a kind of lonely life for a little bit mm-hmm. you know and i feel like i mean she said she goes i didn't think anybody cared enough yeah to like you know take the time out and I, I it seems to me like she is something about this you know this this portion of filming made her reflect on like maybe bridges that she burned or or people that she hurt that are no longer speaking to her because yeah. it came through a lot yeah you know um that she there just seemed to be like some big things that she regretted. Well, I didn't get a sense that she was talking about her own experience. I felt like she was talking about Marsha P. Johnson, but that could just be me. Like me projecting that idea because Hmm. of the words, the words that I remember was like her, her something was something. I don't know. I got, I got to look up the lyrics. Um, We're going to take a a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the performances and the runway. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back. And do you want to talk about, let's talk about the performances first. Yes. Yeah. Um, hold on. I do have to mention something, though, before the performances is that Eureka needs to get like the, the the best student in the class gold star award for like crying during the rehearsal because she was so happy to be there. Aquaria, stop doing this. Did I call her Asia again? You called her Eureka. You're oh my god! Really I don't know why. It's like portfolio. all three of these. I'm so sorry. Aquaria crying during rehearsal was like the sweetest, cutest thing because she was just so overcome by being in that space, mm. and I just I really enjoyed that so by that i take it that you thought it was genuine i thought it was i mean okay i can imagine like being in in her shoes and like be you know even though she is as good as she is she is only 22 and even though she's been doing this for quite some time again you know emotional maturity and all of that like there are some things that only come as you get older and i think that um i think she probably did not see herself going that far right so i understand that i thought it was genuine my only reason the only reason i think that it maybe wasn't genuine is that i think aquaria has shown us that she's wiser than she seems Mm. when it comes to not necessarily being calculating but like understanding what is expected of her like when she um when she watched eureka or rather when eureka learned learn the lesson from Aquaria that when she's handing out roles, she needs to be shady about it. Um, I think that that was a big growth moment for Aquaria. Mm. Also, like they said to her on the runway, she is the youngest contestant and she doesn't act like her shit doesn't stink. Like she doesn't act like she's above mm-hmm. um, uh, criticism. Mm-hmm. And so she takes the criticism and she applies it to whatever's next. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, when you're that young, you're not, that's the one thing with being young is that you're willing to change. But I can also see, um, I can also see her being like, oh my God, this is something that I, I didn't think I was going to make it here and Mm -hmm. I'm here and this is a moment and I'm overcome with emotion. I can Mm -hmm. see that too. Yeah. I just, I, I have my doubts. I mean, I think that the only reason that that would not have been genuine was if, Right before she walked off of the stage from rehearsal, she'd been doing a really bad job, but she nailed every bit of choreography that she was given as if she'd been practicing it for weeks. So I feel like she really was just, you know, like y- you probably would need to do that. Feel like, oh, you know, like, oh, Aquaria feels bad or like, you know, we need to take it easier on her. Um, but that wasn't the case. Right. So anyway, that was just my how I felt about that. Um, let's talk about the performances. Mm-hmm. 
I I mean I've already said it a million times. I love I love what Aquaria did. I love what she wore for the performance. <gasps> oh, man. She was like a she was a stanchion. She was a velvet rope. Yes. Like if you didn't notice the things that are like hooked on to like the panty part of her like Madonna red velvet outfit were um the like you know the velvet ropes like at a red carpet or something complete with the little gold uh like clippy things hmm. it was amazing um yeah and she looked incredible mm-hmm. i think that's the main takeaway yeah because the other girls looked good but they didn't look like yeah. uh, there were there were there were problems Aquarius was on tour Yes. Like she just sailed and not sailed through like she phoned it in. She was just like, like, I'm going to do this now. And like, okay, here's my verse, you know? Um, It's like you said, it it really looked like she'd been practicing mm -hmm. this for a longer time than she had been. Um, And then with Asia, I had a problem with the hair. I don't really, I don't think the outfit was very memorable, but specifically the hair to me was like not as good as it could have been for the end. It made her head disappear. Yeah, like it was because like like um like like Aquarian Cameron and Eureka were like in in pretty brightly lit you know like um I don't know shots or whatever during their parts but uh, but you um oh my god but Asia was coming out of like a really dark corner and so the fact that her hair was so dark it looked like the background so all you saw was her face and it was just very um it was strange and it kind of didn't work with all the movements that she was doing. I mean, I don't know about it eating her face, but it just, it wasn't as well quiet. No, no, I didn't say it ate her face. I said it... You said it was dark. It was dark. It didn't eat her face because it was all swept up in a way. It looked like she had no hair on. Like, because it, it faded into the background. Her hair is what I'm saying. Oh, I like don't it, agree with that. Oh, I, th- I thought it did. I just, I thought it looked messy. Oh, like it well, needed it needed yeah. to be cleaned up a little bit better before she put it on. It would have been more impactful if she had like a lighter hair color mm, probably um eureka had great hair oh my god it was amazing and that's about it for me i loved what she did i thought everything from the neck down was a no. last minute decision well i i think that considering that eureka um <laughs> eureka had a trauma no eureka obviously struggled with the choreography and she even said herself like i i don't you know, I don't do well with choreography. And she's a great performer. But, you know, a lot of girls can't, like, um, you know, be choreographed. It doesn't work for everybody. Right. Um, so I thought that it was going to be very clunky and very, you know, whatever. But I thought that she just did really well and was um, really enjoyable to watch. The choice of that blonde ponytail was perfect because I think whatever wasn't, really good with the choreography she was making up by um really knowing how to work the ponytail into the performance Mm. you know um and she looked like she was having a great time so that was that's what i like the most about it is that it was fun to watch her perform because she looked like she was having fun i will agree with you that it was fun to watch her perform i just didn't like what she was wearing like i didn't Mm. understand why you would choose something that was so like i don't know it was just very um regular Mm -hmm. like there wasn't a lot also the part of what made it so regular is that it was all dark colors so they kind of just like they kind of disappeared into each piece because there was fringe there there was like a nude panel Mm -hmm. there was all of this stuff but the the colors were so dark that you couldn't enjoy all of those different elements so there there needed to be more like contrasting colors Mm -hmm. in what she wore i also we've seen her wear this before and i can't put my finger on where like the same exact thing or something like it it's either the same exact thing or something made out of the exact same fabric i mean she has at least two or three of those bodysuits that have like fringe in different places like she's a bodysuit queen and normally i because i don't really care for bodysuits generally but she like hers are always kind of an event for the most part because they're you know they're just like really intricate or have really bright colors and things like that Hmm. um and this i think was a little ho-hum because of the colors honestly i think if it were bright like if hers were kind of more acidy colors the way that asia's was because asia's um outfit was really eye-catching i thought Hmm. um but it didn't work with what she was like when she when asia like fell on the floor at the end of her number the feathers kind of all went 
in a weird direction. Like it was just very strange looking. Like it wasn't meant for that. Mm. But I think Eureka would have benefited from some more brightness in her costume. Right. But I didn't mind the costume. It was like a, a color issue. I liked that we could see her legs. I enjoyed yes. that. Yes. And as Michelle said, she wore the skinniest heel to do that in. And, and it's I like, lived. Yeah. I mean. I was like, that was the right decision, But girl. when has Eureka ever shied away from a skinny heel? That's a good point. I have that. These are the things where it's like, when has she lip synced for her life and had a, had like a, you know, a, um, like a, a clunky heel on a tr- Latrice Royale boot. Exactly. I've never, it's never happened. I mean, and, and wherever Eureka got those boots from, she needs to like, Oh, she can, she needs highs. to keep that information to herself. Cause all the big girls with big calves are going to have them. So I don't think Eureka has big, like, I don't think she has the whole like water retention issue in her legs that most big girls like. Oh, I'm just talking about some people have shapely calves that are just bigger. Right. I don't think she has that problem. Oh, you think she has? I, I mean, she has thin legs. I think then? she has thinner, thinner legs than um. most big girls. Um, but that being said, the fact that she was able to find patent leather thigh high uh, boots, like the ones that she's been wearing, like the ones that she wore last week specifically mm-hmm. for um, the, the U- Euphoria, whatever the fuck her evil twin. You feel Theor. You feel Theor. And she wore them for the hats. Incredible look, too. Right. Um, those are those boots are because they're amazing. they're fashion. Yeah. They're not they're not like a patent leather high heel boot. You know, like a like no. A, the fact that they yeah. have a tongue at oh the God. knee. Oh, the knee like, flap. Yes, I love that. Um, those yeah. were those boots are everything. I can't wear boots. My calves are too shapely. I mean, I will say Eureka is killing killing it for the big girls, representing in the best way mm-hmm. possible. Um, she was my choice for the winner, but I've since changed my alliances. I wouldn't be mad if she won. Wouldn't be mad. No, if she I won. would not be mad either. Would and also, anybody who's doing this like anyone but Eureka tag on social media really needs to fucking stop. Oh, I've never. I haven't even. Seen oh yeah, that. it's a thing. Like, and uh, the 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 other top three, top four have just been like, can you stop that? Yeah, some somebody I don't know who or if it's a group of people like hashtag anyone but eureka and it's like i have not been like oh yeah eureka should win for a little while now but it's like she's not a like she's not evil like all four girls have you know talent and charm and are like belong there for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and it's like to be like anyone but this person it's like then just don't tweet or or instagram with Team Aquaria as your hashtag. Um, Team Eureka as your hashtag. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with you? I have no idea. We print out photos of these girls and everything. And you feel like why. this is you at the oh, end. At, at the, the end, end. That's what it is. We started out with 14 people. We're down to four. You can't keep their names all four, straight. All four have like become the same person to me. I don't know why. Turkey sausage. That's um, all I have to say to you. But yeah, stop doing that. It's not nice. <laughs> um, Cameron... I don't remember anything about Cameron's performance, and I will be very honest with you. I am tired of looking at her. Wow. Like, I'm sure she's lovely, but this uh, this moment is clearly not her moment. And I'm sure she's talented. She is going to work endlessly, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but th- like I said, this is not her moment. Yeah. This I show mean, is not her moment. She wore her wig from um like her entrance look that was the wig okay it was it was a little more hydrated this time so it looked a little better and i like i mean her bodysuit was you know the like every queen has like a pride rainbow some sort of outfit in their wardrobe oh and was like it rainbow oh damn you really it was I really don't it remember was like her. a white or silver bodysuit that just had this deep v i mean it wasn't exposed but it was basically fringe forming the v mm-hmm. and the fringe was rainbow in the front and back i mean i'll say this cameron is good at drag like she's good she at drag can dance but it, within the the parameters of this competition i'm bored it's interesting because there are certain things that she does that i look at them and i'm like wow that's really like old school and not not in a bad way like that particular style of bodysuit, yeah, was very old school. And there are parts of me that are like, you know what? We need to see that. But yep. old school queens also have exciting personalities, yeah, and are like I would say that Asia, in many respects, is quite conservative and old school in her like discipline in yeah. terms of her drag, but yet. She uses that to be a little more innovative and colorful and, you know, show us range. She doesn't use it to 
stay in uh in 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 one lane. I think the good the good thing about Asia, if we're going to compare Asia being a pageant girl to Cameron being a pageant girl, right? Um, um I mean. Well, because they they do they both come from a pageant yes, background right. and and from the south as well. So. Right. I mean, Eureka does too, but I feel like Eureka gets placed in a different category because she's a big girl, mm-hmm. and you know, and because there are different expectations from and big she's girls. Camp. Um, but if we're going to compare Asia to Cameron, the thing that makes Asia just a little bit more interesting than Cameron to me is the fact that she understands what the expectations are, mm-hmm. and she understands her limitations, and she gives you. A little bit more than what you're expecting yeah. and pushes herself outside of what the um, the expected comfort zone of a pageant girl would be. It's it's like Trinity. You know, we're yes. seeing it is it is that that not the same because they're very different people, obviously. And I don't right. you know want to compare, you know, one season to the other. But it's like it is it is taking, like I said, that pageant discipline, which is so damn rigorous. Yep. But not having it hamper you down yep because i think that it can do that and so she's doing a lot what trinity did is that you know you come in and it's like oh a pageant girl it's like oh but hold on a minute like she works like a pageant girl but it's not pageant yep you know um and i think that that's very important yes you know it was to her benefit whereas but asia something very different about asia is that she has this fire and like tenacity with which she approaches like everything Mm -hmm. and i haven't felt that from cameron Right. It's it's just kind of been like, oh, I won. Oh, okay, I'm here. To me, Cameron is taking advantage, or not taking advantage. Cameron is squandering this opportunity. That's what I get from Cameron yeah. at this point. Just in the to be a little more exciting. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. But anyway. Let's talk about the runway looks. Um, uh. This whole starry night moment from Aquaria, it's stunning. Um, the hair is my only complaint. The hair looks a little bit crunchy, Mm -hmm. but, um, the fact that it looks like windswept and like it has movement, but it's not moving Mm -hmm. like that. I very much enjoy. And the, the way that she, I mean, looking at this outfit, this could have gone really bad, really quick. And it just, it is a testament to her ability to you know, properly accessorize a garment and I don't know. Well, and I think it's um, all of it. It's uh, like, cause she didn't make this obviously she, you know, and if she posted it on Instagram, I forgot, I forget who made it for her, but she uh, works really closely with people when they make things for her. It looks like. And if you look through her, through her like social media posts of all of her looks, she'll, you know, she'll credit everybody and also put in the things that she did. Cause she works on everything as well. And so, Again, she obviously has a very clear vision of what she wants. And I feel like when a girl does that and or has that outlook and then works with a designer, it it, it it's perfect for them because they have a hand in it. Um, I think it's very interesting that she had this in her suitcase the whole time. And it is the same silhouette as what the Vixen wore on her denim and diamonds runway, which I thought is just interesting that two girls would bring two gowns that have the same construction. Now, do we think that the same designers made both looks? No, because uh, the Vixen tagged some, somebody else oh, for okay. that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I you know, uh, none of this nonsense about copying. I just think that they both wore these dresses beautifully. Um, I agree. And the choice of midnight blue velvet for this dress was so sophisticated yeah. because you would all, like you only really noticed that it was blue in Untucked, but the way it read on the runway it had depth it had like a depth that black wouldn't have necessarily right so i just really enjoyed it um let's talk about asia o'hara's um oh, what did she say queen nefertiti she was queen at, like or something qu- queen tut that's what she yeah. said um this is stunning she looks like an egyptian artifact this is literally this is one of those moments where you fucking clutch your you have to go out and buy pearls so mm-hmm. that you can just clutch them. This is so good. It's just and it's almost so good that you can forgive the fact that it doesn't really hit the ground, but just just for argument's sake, okay? Let's say that the um the garment did hit the ground and that there was a train. How much more delicious would this have been? No. No? No. I I mean, I think... M- a little bit of a puddle? Not a train, no, but a puddle? because you're not supposed... That's just it. This is supposed to... Because this has a cage under it. So it's supposed to be... Oh. Yeah. So at the hips anyway. Because you, you can't... Like, you basically have to create boning to do that 
inside the garment. And so she does look like these Egyptian um, fetish sculptures that used to be made from um, uh, turquoise and lapis. And, and that's kind of what it looks like she's drawing from. Um, but this was meant to be as stiff as possible because even the way that she was walking down the runway, it was done so that the garment didn't move. Right. Like she was walking very slowly. So I think it could have hit the floor. But if it puddled, it would just it, like all of this is is using gravity to keep it like hanging this way. Mm. So I, I mean, maybe hit the floor. But it's what a smart concept. Is it weird that I feel pressure to say that it hit the floor because because that it didn't hit the floor because I'm well because I'm friends with Jiggly, but also I can see her shoes. I feel like you're not supposed to see their shoes. You shouldn't. But you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, yes, it would have been nice for it to hit the floor because. I mean, I don't like the shoes, um, <laughs> but it's, I don't uh, mind them. I um, I just I feel like sometimes when you see a shoe in a gown, it's like weird. But I always like come, you know, from the standpoint of sometimes when you make something, even if you're using your perfect measurements and all that, it can end up a little short. Yeah. So it it's just it's something that happens. Um, and you know, if you're taking into account padding and a breastplate and like sometimes a dress will hike up on you. Yeah. So I don't see, know. See, this is such a good garment that were I Asia and I noticed that little fact about it being not touching the ground, I would shorten it just so that I wouldn't get any criticism about it because it's um, that fucking good. I mean, good. it would really be, I mean, you know, Asia, when you have a chance, just I'm cut just it saying, here. I'm just saying if, <laughs> I'm saying if it bothers you, but I don't think it should because this is a stunning outfit. Mm-hmm. I think she looks incredible. She's giving me, I don't know why, but she's giving me Nicki Minaj. I think it's mm. the, the shape of her hips uh, coupled with um, the exposed bust line. Oh, and that chain, that like little hint of gold yeah. in the cleavage was just, such a gorgeous touch i mean the hair was the right color even her little um her little like gold chin thing yeah um which looked kind of um uh and like android like Hmm. it was i mean the nails it was it was a moment it was a performance yes on like it just really we're never gonna see this again no you know no Um, and we shouldn't because it's that good yeah I mean, not see her in the dress again. We're just not going to see something that's going to give the same impact ever again. Right. This is a you had to be there kind of moment. Um, Let's take a break. But when we come back, we are going to finish talking about the runway and then talk about uh, whatever happened after that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And we're finishing this conversation about the runway. Next up is Cameron Michaels in a dress that I would call the peach bridesmaid outfit of drag. Do you agree? No. No? No. Wait, did you, you mean like it's, it's ugly or it's a staple? Um, I mean that it's ugly and a staple. Okay. I don't think this dress is ugly. Okay. I think that. It's plain. It's plain. It's plain even with all of the rhinestones, which apparently her and like all of her friends sat down and did this. So I can understand that this has some emotional significance to her, a lot like Blair's feather dress did. So I don't want to come for it that much. But I honestly think it's a very pretty dress. I think it it suited her. It hit the floor perfectly. Um, The color story was a lot of fun. And it was like, you know, southern drag, like a Hmm. drag staple. You have a nude illusion gown with, um, you know, strategically placed stoning. However, I would not have worn this for top four. Right. I would have done a concept. Right. But 
I think is, it's a nice dress. This is far too plain for top four. The nude illusion isn't good enough because the fabric is uh, is it's too much of a contrast between that and her skin tone. Um, the hair is fine. But it's not enough of a, you know, I think like with some girls, you can wear a really boring or plain outfit and wear this like crazy bouffant mm -hmm. and it all is forgiven. But this is just it's such a plain dress to me. This this dress is like 50 percent done. Mm. I, I think there's just there's more that needs to come out of this. Um, and it's a shell. It's a great start. Mm -hmm. It's a great start for a great garment. But I feel like it's not ready yet. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I liked it. I didn't have any issues with it, but it wasn't. It wasn't top four. Yeah, it just didn't. Think. It didn't do it for me. Then we have <laughs> Yurika. Yurika Ohara, who came down the runway and reminded you exactly what her name means with this gown that had the word Eureka stoned on it, the way it's laid out in the dictionary. Yeah, I, I mean, now the dress is simple. It's a white stretch dress with stoning all over it. Right, it's a little high in the front, mm -hmm. but that doesn't matter because. It's the stunt of her, like, typing out the definition of her name on her dress. Yeah. And then... I mean, don't get me wrong. I think this is incredibly tacky, but it's fun. It's so fun. But it's fucking fun. It's so fun. And then she has the dictionary on her head with um with the light bulbs. And I don't care what they said on photo, photo fashion review. Who cares if she wrote dictionary? She's trying to drive a point home. Eureka is not subtle. Yes. Like she is an exclamation. Yes. Or as she treated us to when she turned around, a cry of joy or satisfaction when one finds or discovers something. Right. I mean, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, and also her her quote when she was walking down that, you know, she said when Thomas Edison discovered the light bulb, he said, Eureka. Um, I loved it. I thought it was um, really um just it was eureka like this is her personality mm -hmm. it also made me very interested to find out if thomas edison actually said this uh -huh. which he did not um but it is cute he also didn't invent or discover the light bulb uh -huh. um what he did was that he figured out how to make it uh pr like producible commercially so there were two British chemists before him, one in 1849 and one in 1878. I know this is terribly boring, but I thought it was interesting. Um, the first person in 1849, Warren LaRue, used platinum filaments, but it was very expensive. Okay. And then in 1878, another chemist uh, publicly demonstrated the first light um, based on commercially viable ca carbon, but the filaments were too thick and led to burnout. So... Edison was the one who found the perfect combination of filaments and glass and, and all of the other components to make it work. Mm. Um, but the the origin of the word Eureka is very interesting because it actually goes back to ancient Greek times. Uh, the Greek scholar Archimedes, who's the one who discovered uh, displacement, which is when, you know, if you put something in water, the volume goes up. And if you get out of water, the volume goes down and you can actually measure how much your volume is by doing that or how much oh. the volume of a solid um object is by placing it in in water and he exclaimed eureka when he figured that yeah. out oh mm -hmm. look at that so there you go cute <laughs> look at that eureka eureka starting conversations mm -hmm. and bringing us knowledge <laughs> well not really um in a roundabout sort of way oh my god um, okay, so at this point in the episode, I'm team Aquaria all the way. And then mm -hmm. the girls give their speeches. And I will be honest, Eureka's speech got me. Yeah. It was, was a good, good speech. It was my favorite of the four. Mm -hmm. um, who do you think, based on, well, let's not base it on the lip sync. Wait, let's base it on the performance. Who uh, of American. Who's winning of American? Oh, Aquaria. You think it's just Aquaria? I well, I think it's between Aquaria and Eureka because I feel like it's just when I look at them all in a lineup, like and on stage, they were the two that stood out to me for so many different reasons. Mm. And it's kind of hard to look at the two of them and pick one over the other hmm. because they're so different, but they both excel at what they do individually. Yes. Like they're not, you know, this is like comparing apples and oranges. Mm. Um, but if you were to tell me who I think is going to win, I think that Aquaria is going to win. And I think it's because she has, she showed so much growth over the course of the season. Yep. And even though this wasn't necessarily, um, 
Unlike season seven, which was, I think, supposed to be a season of young, pretty look queens um, for a different, you know, to, to attract a different viewership. I think that this was just supposed to be a season of quality and of, you know, diversity in terms of the cast. Hmm. Um, and I think that she really surprised everybody with how hard she brought it. Like, it really was surprising. Yeah. Um, but... I think it would be interesting to see somebody who has come up in the New York club scene specifically has worked with people like Suzanne Barsh and Amanda Lepore. Um, she has a, you know, a tie to Sharon needles also. So it would be very interesting to see an extension of that type of drag or that inspiration take home the crown. And I mean, she's a New York queen. So, I, you know, let's have a three years in a row. I'll be honest with you. The idea of a New York queen winning does not excite me at all. Like, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I really want to be proud because I kind of don't care about where they're from. I'm more interested in where they're going. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> um, but um, I mean, whatever. It's fine. New York, bring home mm. the crown, whatever. I am rooting for Aquaria. Yeah. I think it should come down to Eureka and Aquaria. Mm -hmm. I think those are the two that have done the most work to earn this crown. And I think it'll come to Eureka. Um, It'll come to Aquaria, excuse me. Um, I do want to say, though, to your point about her showing the most growth, this show values malleability. Mm -hmm. If you're not a malleable queen, you are done. You're Mm -hmm. basically, you you can go home. Um, And that makes a lot of sense. Like this is drag race is not where you want to go to like plant your foot and make a point. But does it make sense to have someone who is so malleable that they don't have a voice, for example, like Cameron? Because Cameron is also malleable. The problem is what happens when they're done forming the clay? Is is it something that people are going to want to look it at? Stay silent, right? I mean, I think she's That's probably perfectly nice. Yeah, but again, if you're if you're thinking strictly about the show and what we're shown, as we try to do, I didn't. You know, I mean, you know, her her. I mean, we did find out. You know, her dad died, and and right. you know that obviously scarred her. Um, she came from a very um kind of stoic emotional background. Um, which is part of the reason why she, you know held back so much mm-hmm. um but we find that out so late yeah. so late and it's like i mean you know i i i like these girls no matter what or or you know and then you see what they do after the show but it's like i'm not drawn to her and i i mean yeah. I, I feel like to have gone this far there needs to be a huge draw and i think asia has a huge draw aquaria has a huge draw eureka has a huge draw and you know exactly why but then cameron has just done well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I, I was expecting to be blown away by Cameron mm-hmm. and I'm supremely underwhelmed. The other thing as to why I think Aquaria will win is because Eureka has now been on two seasons, right? Yeah. And unfortunately she didn't get to, you know, go as far as she possibly could have in her last season because of her injury. But now, now this is two more, this is another season of exposure. So she came into this with the experience from being on Drag Race, the bigger paycheck and more access. And she showed that and she didn't disappoint, but she is on her way. You know, like she's been on her way since her season. Mm-hmm. So I think she's only going up. And I think that this will be a, a very big, um, springboard for Aquaria to do more. Mm. And to go more places, I think. But again, I mean, winning at the end of the day really doesn't mean anything, I think, instead of that, other than that, like, initial after-taxes paycheck that you get all at once. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, What did you think of the lip sync? Um, I thought Aquaria and Eureka slayed it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was a moment where your eyes never left those two girls. Asia did very well. I have to say it was Asia... Eureka and Aquaria. Um, I felt I felt Asia falling into the background and not really doing much. Well, I mean, you know, Eureka and Asia and Eureka and Aquaria were also like making sure that they were at the front. And Aquaria used every inch of that stage, too. So it's like, you know, they are um, they were definitely like, you know, we're the we're the alpha queens in this situation. Mm. Um, That's a hard song, though. It is a hard song. And it was surprising that they all 
knew the knew the mm-hmm. lyrics as yeah, well. Yeah, every as they single did. one of them knew them. Um I am a little surprised and very underwhelmed by Asia as a lip singer. In general or in, in this general. Hmm. In general. The uh the one other time we had to see her lip sync, it was just like it was marginally better than Do you think Actually no, it wasn't marginally better than the Vixen. I think I still think that the Vixen should have stayed. Oh, on ab- that episode. Like, yeah, absolutely. Do you think it's because of Aquaria uh, Oh my god, stop it. It's because of Asia's diction? What are you saying? When Aquarius, oh my God, we're talking about Asia. It's the A. It's the A that's fucking it up. I don't for me think this so because you're calling her Eureka too. What um, else? What, what you got? When Asia speaks, it's it is it's kind of um like she's eating her words sometimes. Okay, it's very you know. So I feel like there might be there there might be um an enunciation issue when she's lip syncing since she's probably not actually forming the words it's not about it's not about the it's not about what her mouth is doing <laughs> um <Okay>. it's, about, <laughs> it's about what she does with her body during the lip sync oh that's the underwhelming oh, but part you, you didn't specify but i wasn't talking about her physical like the lip sync itself i'm talking about watching her perform oh. it's underwhelming it's terribly underwhelming well um i don't want to talk about untucked i don't think it's worth it no so i would like to move on to our uh itunes reviews okay um we got a couple of itunes reviews recently and we decided we wanted to share them with you uh so the first one comes from rohelius this show is refreshingly critical of many of the aspects of drag race that i've become skeptical of over the past few years they discuss issues that matter and i can relate to them as someone who takes my social justice seriously and critically analyzes almost everything i do slash consume funny great guests and insightful critique thank you rohelia very sweet um our next review is from just a mix of megan and just a mix of megan writes i'm a huge rupaul's drag race fan and i'm so thankful that i found on this podcast not only do i get recaps on each of the episodes that are funny and a little shady but robert and daniel also bring light to a lot of issues within the lgbtq lgbt plus community their discussions are enlightening and so necessary not only for the lgbt plus community but for allies as well thank work. you work Megan. Um, i love hearing from allies because i feel like you know there's uh there's a lot of work that goes into being an ally mm. i think yeah you know because it has to you have to like fit in just the right spot you have to understand it from like an empath's yeah standpoint standpoint um so. so yeah so thank you megan um and then our last one comes from miss viola and she wrote a novel are you ready here it comes <laughs> I stumbled <laughs> I stumbled on these two lovely boys a year ago, and ever since, I have been hooked. I've listened to back episodes and wait with bated breath, clutching my pearls every week for their new episodes. Do yourself a favor. Put down the dollar store pan stick, leave the shake-and-go wig at home, and listen to this podcast. You can learn and laugh and don't expect to get any color because there is always tons of shade. My favorite part. I love the Rue Caps and even more when they just chit-chat on their Friday shows. I have been doing drag for 16 years now and have worked with many famous queens including rupaul bunny and many drag race girls and let me tell you these boys don't pretend to know about drag and these queens they actually do i put the emphasis on the wrong Wrong syllable they are knowledgeable smart and funny subscribe now yes queen thank you miss viola thank you miss viola that is a glowing review talking to me about the dollar store pan stick and wow because i feel like you were coming for me they don't sell pan sticks at the dollar store it comes in a cream thing At least the dollar store by us. I mean, but they call pants. That was an old like. No, um, I know. I know. I know. I'm just for any type of heavy makeup. I just I've never seen a pan stick at the dollar store. I've only ever seen the um, the foundation that comes in a like the wet foundation that comes in a tube, like a squeezy tube. I've seen I've seen the because pan is for pancake. That's what it is. I know what oh, it is. Okay, well, I, I know what it okay. is. Hey, I thought you were talking about the brand. Um, no, they have it at some dollar stores, like some weird foundation, and it's like chalk. Oh, I, I, yeah, it's I, very. I, bad I imagine for you. it's not good. No, it's not good for anyone. Um, well, thank you so much, Miss Viola. That was lovely. Yes, 
Um, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. We are very excited to see who gets crowned. But more importantly, I am so excited for the reunion. My favorite episodes of Drag Race in general are the reunion episodes because they turn so shady. I'm so happy that this is the second year now that we get a separate reunion mm-hmm. from the finale. I love. Like, I was literally so angry when I they took them away. Love the reunion episodes so much. They are my favorite thing to watch. I love watching. Um, one of my favorites is from season the one from season two, specifically when Raven and um, when Tatiana says to Raven, "I'm not done speaking. When I'm done, I'll you'll know I'm done," or something like that. And it, Raven is just like, Ooh. like <laughs> I love. You know, I now I love when she's like and when you decided to blossom verbally oh but that wasn't at the reunion it was on the that was specifically the reason i know that is because it's on the episode when they read each other and that's my favorite i'm mixing everything up that is my favorite episode of drag race like all together it's a good episode it's literally my favorite the first time that they do the reading challenge when Mm -hmm. um tyra's barbecue is canceled oh my god juju is just the all-time queen of reading yes she's amazing she is um yeah i was very upset when they like because season four would have been a fucking amazing standalone reunion yeah like like season four season six eight can you imagine eight what that reunion would have been like no oh my god that would have been amazing yeah so i'm glad they finally brought them back yes i'm very 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 excited um well uh, we are Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So go hit that follow button. <laughs> and you can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. So until next time, see si es polla. Tiene que ser bueno. bueno.